0: Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow.
1: Artisanal brewing ventures. Maybe not the Voltron of beer. Maybe the vehicle Voltron. At least maybe go lines? Well, anyway, this group of craft brewers joined forces to try and work together to make sure as many people as possible can get their beers. Is ABV the proof? You don't need to sell to macro breweries. We'll find out as we have a drink. <laughs>
0: to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
1: I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher
0: Walker.
2: Hey, everybody. How we doing?
0: Awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, getting by. I don't know. Yeah. Drinking a bit today. Yeah.
0: No? We, had, uh, we had visitors, so uh, it meant more alcohol happened. Oh. Uh, yeah.
1: Fell asleep on the couch watching Puffin Rock with the wee one. <laughs> it, it was meant to calm him down and get him to sleep. I passed right the hell out.
0: <laughs> it's, that, it's that Irish narrator. That's, that's what he does said, it. You,
1: you Chris passed- O'Donnell narrating, and so it's just like, oh, Irish me to sleep <laughs> in my drunken haze.
2: I, I thought you were going to say Chris O'Donnell at first, and I was like, that doesn't sound soothing at all.
1: No, but whenever you look him up on IMDb, it you put Chris O and you put the D, and it's like Donald, and I'm like, no, doubt. much much less athletic. <laughs>
0: okay, you kept saying it as if like it's someone I should have known, and and when you, and I'm like, oh, from the IT crowd. I didn't I, names and faces. I didn't tie the two together for some reason. Um,
2: huh. All right. Huh. I'll...
1: <laughs> huh. huh. The Brittany Walker that... <laughs> story. <laughs>
0: huh. That's uh, it's on point um <laughs> what have you been up to bob dying uh,
2: you got <laughs> the virus like,
0: again. bringing it down bob
2: uh no i I don't, I don't probably don't have the virus and i'm 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 not dying i but i did wake up with uh one one heck of a fever this morning i was uh shivering and feeling pretty bad i called into work uh fever didn't really go away until like one or two o'clock today, and slowly tapered off. So it, it, I'm functional again. I'm, I'm having the one beer I'm allowing myself today. So because I was like, "Oh, you're taking that? I'll go get a cold medicine. I'm going to be careful and give myself one beer. Yeah, it's my my thank you for living today.
0: <laughs> there you go. And you Good. got rest, I assume. So yay. <sighs>
2: I mean, I didn't sleep when I had the fever. Like when it kicked in, I immediately woke up and couldn't go back to sleep. So there is that.
1: Well, fevers do that; they get dumb. But you <laughs> laid, you you lie in bed wishing for death, right? And that's that's a form of rest.
2: I mean, it's the only form I know.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know. If it, is
0: it okay to make such a joke right now? <laughs> uh, it's probably not. No, uh, but it's it's it's
2: dark dark. Uh, Dark jokes like that are are coping mechanisms for me, so I do apologize. Uh, I don't realize I make them sometimes.
0: Well, in um, non-depressing news, I guess. I bought uh, a crap ton of beer. (laughs) That too. I was going to say, the new season of Queer Eye is out. For those who watch it on Netflix, uh, you know, in case you need a a mood lifter or or some self-care. I
1: don't know. Uh, We watched like an episode and a half. My mood was not lifted.
2: I I don't know I I watched one episode after one really long last week. Turn it on. I watched that episode. I'm like, I feel like so much better.
0: Yeah, it still it still definitely makes me I don't know makes me feel things. <laughs>
1: uh, we we talked earlier like I, yeah, I have yeah. issues with the fact they left that that poor clergyman. <laughs> in the back of the church with no air conditioning that they couldn't spend another minute in, but they're like, but you're going to live in this hell hole until the other place gets renovated. So good luck with that. We're going to go. We're going to go step into this gigantic truck brought to you by GMC with lots of air conditioning. (laughs) You go ahead and slow broil in the new room. We've made you.
2: Uh,
0: Yeah. Anyway, for those mm -hmm. not that cynical, it's a very nice show and it's on season five it's kind of nuts
2: there's there's a whole there's a whole show they did it in Tokyo I still haven't watched
0: oh, yeah. yeah i've only seen like two episodes of that um like it, where it's think... not
2: part of the main show i forget it exists and then yeah. i also am afraid of subtitles for a thing that i know i'm not going to pay 100% attention to
0: mm. yeah uh, i don't know so, some of it's i think it's also like interesting because you you immediately see the different cultural you know vibe mm-hmm. which in and, and, and the japanese versus the american thing like just i don't know it, i did it, it was it's interesting but yeah I, I didn't finish it either
2: i did i will say i did watch one thing this past week that uh i mentioned a bit in our pre-show stuff uh oh, yeah. which was i watched uh, all of band of brothers over the last week and I was doing pretty. I was like, "Well, this is, you know, it's it's Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg bringing you World War II stuff." As they uh, like,
0: to what do. more do you need?
2: I, I was watching it though, going like, "Man, this is really like they're really into this shaky cam thing that was big twenty years ago." Oh, <laughs> oh, that's that's when this was made. And then uh, we all feel old. <laughs> but it, uh. It it was it was enjoyable, and I just I, I get to a point i like I'm I like realize like I, I've been laughing at some of the dark jokes they have in that, and, uh, and then it gets like there's one where I'm like oh this is this is a really funny gag where it says like they're they're driving through Germany and a guy goes oh what are you you know what you reading there he's like that's an article about why we're fighting the war oh why <laughs> is it and he's like well this article here says uh seems the Germans are bad. He's like, really? I didn't know that. He looks over at one of the other guys. Did you know that? Did you know the Germans were bad? <laughs> you know, said from 1945.
1: Yeah. Uh, Rascalions.
2: And then 10 minutes later in that episode, they find a concentration camp. Uh, and uh, then I, I immediately go from like kind of laughing in that moment to. Oh.
1: Yeah, that's yep. kind of uh, last night when I then was I went wrapping... to bed. <laughs> oh God, see <laughs> that's almost me. I was wrapping up work last night and digging through like the very dark, no, not the very darkest, just like a very distant hole on Reddit, and people were in comments debating about whether or not uh, photographs should be allowed at uh, Auschwitz and at remaining concentration camps because you have this trend now of influencers. Going and taking like glamour shots and editing them oh. to make themselves look better, standing on the tracks leading into Auschwitz and all this stuff, and it's like, what? Yeah, it's just, it just makes me was, feel skeevy. Yeah. All the people that have been there were like, no, they're like, the some of them were like, I took maybe three pictures when I was there, and then the, they're like, you're just crushed. Your whole soul is crushed when you step into that place. But this one's like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be allowed to take, you know pictures like that. Maybe someone should walk by and just slap you.
0: <laughs> no group, no self or group pictures, like strictly pictures of the
1: place. That's it. Yeah. Uh, ooh, ah. yeah. And uh, I had uh, convinced myself that I was not going to buy any more beer. Still awaiting and, beer fridge. Hmm. And then Listerman says, hey guys, guess what? We've got a collaboration with phase three dropping this week. Oh. Like, <sighs> so I kind of hung my head and I was like, I'm going to have to get it and then uh, smoke from Chicago our uh, Phase 3 hookup because this isn't getting distroed up there, or, and they're not going to be releasing it. So it was like, well, do you want some Phase 3 beer? Yeah, you want some Phase 3 beer. And then over the course of two days, they just keep, they keep adding on, oh, here's another one, here's another one, here's another one, here's another one. <laughs> so in the end, it's like four beers, and I was like, damn it, I wasn't going to do this anymore, and I go down there and buy, like, a case of beer. Like
2: I, I was just when i think i'm out they pull me back
1: in but now i'm gonna stand firm <laughs> no more beer until the beer fridge is here
0: and may that possibly be because literally nothing else can fit in the fridge or in the closet <laughs> like it's
1: just piling up in front of it now i've got nowhere to put it and- yeah Look, things are getting better. I'm going back to work on Monday. And daycare
2: and starts back Monday. Daycare
1: starts back on Monday, so maybe it, I'll be in a position to have a drink in the evenings. Who knows?
2: Maybe. Well, you know, maybe we could do some check-ins when you have that beer in the evening. Hmm. Get
1: r- riggity, riggity, wrecked, son!
2: <laughs> First up, we've got a, uh, our Pride Month 2020 check-in, which, you know what, I should probably try to get right now. Uh Pride month is here again as we're excited to recognize, celebrate and give voice to Oh there's more letters. The acronym's uh, gotten longer. <laughs> LGBTQIA plus. plus plus Members of our community, pride is a time to reflect on adversity of the LGBTQIA plus community uh has a continue has continued to endure and overcome. It is a celebration of love and acceptance. It is a powerful reminder of uh, that although we face difficulties and have suffered, uh, some have suffered more than others. We must come together to fight injustice and support our friends, family, coworkers, and drinking buddies. Uh, untapped is saying we respect people. And yes, we're making this badge. So check in. Uh, they do have a, you want to hear, uh, share your pride brews, your local uh, breweries, pride campaign and experience uh as an LGBTQIA individual in the industry or anything else you wanted to see in Pride Month, post it on social media with a hashtag hashtag drinkproudly2020. Mm-hmm. Put some of that stuff together.
0: That's a nice hashtag. Uh,
2: okay. That's what I thought A was supposed to be. I we'll talk later about some of this. I, I, I would <laughs> like to be supportive of every one of them.
1: It's I just uh, I, I need eyes. more education. The IA is intersexual and asexual slash ally. So the last A stands for for... asexual slash ally. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing AA, they just made one A that's for Uh. both. Yeah, Yeah, it's more more all-encompassing. And then probably just add the plus, because they're like, we're not adding more letters. It's going to stay there.
2: (laughs) Well, it was already plus before, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was LGBTQ+. plus.
2: But yeah, I, I again, I don't I don't have problems with that. I'm just trying to figure out I there's more research, and I have to re- remind myself constantly that I am dumb. so That's and, all and and need to continue to to improve, but perhaps we should continue with the next untapped badge.
0: indeed. Uh, now for something completely different. <laughs> so uh, this one is from New Holland. The Brewers' best series for New Holland Brewing celebrates the fun-loving spirit of their Brewers, uh, yes, Brewers, and the endless creativity they bring to New Holland's recipes. They have explored and experimented with distinct flavors and premium ingredients, ingredients so that each sip tells the story of creativity and craft that's meant to be shared. Uh, the second beer in Brewers best series is Coastal Dreams. This double dry hopped uh, double IPA packs a juicy punch, is bursting with a blend of citra and mosaic hops inspired by summer on michigan's coast this pairs well with good friends and lazy afternoons this badge lasts until july 8th Hmm. and it's called coastal dreams okay yeah uh
1: new
2: Holland. you said completely different i thought it was gonna take a much darker turn
0: It reminds me of that show, California Dreams, which was very much trying to be saved by the bell, but wasn't... No.
1: <laughs> New Holland just uh, did a complete revamp of their logo. Oh, yeah. And it's going to lead to a revamp of both of their tap rooms and all kinds of stuff. And so we'll probably get the third rebranding of Dragon's Milk that's happened in the last couple of years. And Not that that's getting confusing. Yeah.
0: I'm...
2: Branding. Who gets confused just, with that? just Just when I was starting to get used to to you know the old versions
1: yeah so uh speaking of getting confused hey we've got a news show where we uh <laughs> bumble and stumble through some of the top headlines in the beverage and alcohol industries and this week we had a a, a couple um the what the who's it? the craft brew line cba who yeah, yeah. owns kona some divesting the themselves of uh some of Kona in certain markets and uh, some other fun stories like, Oh, maybe you can drink at Cracker Barrel. Now get, get a little tank. <laughs>
2: well, if your you're car. in, if you're in Florida. Oh, good. <laughs> because Florida needed
1: that. Right. They did. What's next? Is Waffle House going to be serving booze? I That's it. that's why that's, aren't they?
2: That's just adding fuel to the fire. That's not why you go to Waffle House. <laughs>
1: isn't it? You go there to come down.
2: <laughs> the, the, see, that's the reason.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you want to check out a few more stories like that, uh, you can check out our new show this week. And in the meantime, hey, we've got a topic.
2: We're not drunk. 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 I mean, I've not had a lot to, to eat today. So <laughs> maybe maybe I'll get there. Uh, before we get started, by the way, there I heard a I heard someone say like the what's the f- version of the phrase you've ever heard? Starve a cold and feed a fever, or have you heard uh, the opposite?
1: I have heard that you should. Uh...
0: Yeah, no, I've I've heard that that one, but the 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 order is reversed. But otherwise, yes, it, I mean it's just feed say, a I'm... fever, starve a cold. But like, yes, that's the way I've heard it.
1: Is so, it the way I'm starting to think like, <laughs> it's like that's I'm questioning sounds, everything now that sounds familiar to me I I,
2: I I asked because I'd read an article recently where apparently everyone said oh it's it's starve a fever feed a cold and I went that that's doesn't stupid. sound that doesn't even that even like doesn't even like flow off the tongue it should be the other way around
1: the well the one way it flows off the tongue it sounds right and feels and, right and but is right to, okay I was like no, but for some reason it, my brain is like is that right is it, it, it is
2: it? medically correct I don't know if it's okay. colloquially. <laughs> the way the phrase is gone, but God, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but that that's how I had always heard it. And that's why I was. Th- this was the things running through my fever dream this morning. Anyway, <laughs> uh, art- let's talk about our art- uh, artisanal brewing ventures.
0: Indeed.
2: What do wh- we know about ABV?
0: It bothers me. It's just it's just a dad joke, and I don't approve for some reason. I, I do don't know approve. what it is. They went well, to
2: great lengths I'm like, for this.
0: Really, guys.
2: Well, artisanal brewing sounds like it should be like it, it's it's another way of saying craft of brewing, and no, it's I a know. venture that these two companies and then they had had launched to get other companies.
1: And the
0: name itself isn't. It's the fact that when you stop and you're like, A B. Oh God, <laughs> like
2: just. Now, the first time we made mention of this in our thing, I thought we had made a joke about that it was close to AB Bev's name, and that's I'm just staring at it going. That's not that funny, and then, then clicked later. Oh, oh, we're talking just that it, it's it's ABV. Anyway, Artisanal Brewing Ventures is in is a Charlotte, North Carolina-based private equity-backed holding company, comprised uh, comprising craft. Beverage companies, Southern Tier, Southern Tier Distilling, Victory Brewing, Bold Rock Cider, and Six Point Brewing.
0: Yeah, the cider one was like, oh, wait, that happened very yeah, recently. Yeah, the recently. cider
2: one happened like within the last year or two. Yeah. Uh, brands under the ABV umbrella uh, maintain independence. Uh, With actively involved founders and craft-focused executive management teams, ABV currently ranks the top 10 regional craft brewer in the United States. It started with a combination of Victory and Southern Tier, doing a weird fusion dance where they... (laughs) Now a safety dance. Oh, Uh, my bad. uh, Anyway, it started with a combination of uh, Victory and Southern Tier by the founders of Southern Tier... Uh, Phineas and Sarah Demink, as well as Ulysses Management LLC, uh, Six Point Brewery signed a partnership agreement to become part of ABV in November 2018, and Bold Rock was acquired in 2019. Uh, acquired sounds a bit more like uh, we got the funds. This also, I this is this the first time we've done an episode about a holding company. Um technically i guess i yeah cuz we also did canarchy but i don't think they were i don't think they were technically a holding company
1: no I, the whole thing i think is it no it is is it i don't remember we did the episode and i don't remember
2: we did the episode a long while back and we're drinking at the time i don't trust any of our memories
1: anymore i'm always drinking at the time but i also <laughs> never trust my memory so it's on the
2: moon steve uh <laughs> roll back the Eddie or count uh,
1: we were on a hot streak.
2: We went like, a whole, like, whole 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, Southern Tier Brewing Company, we'll start with them. Uh, we'll kind of break down at least the the, the big three since the other one. Uh,
1: I, for some reason, always had it in my head that it was victory. Like, they were the ones that spearheaded this for some reason. Maybe it's because I regarded victory, victory more <laughs> than Southern Tier. Well, uh,
2: also... Like Southern Tier, despite its name, is in New York.
1: Yeah, that's... It's, it's, just, it's, it's hard to write. You, you immediately
0: want to just be like, no, you you don't count. You think they're in like <laughs> because, Georgia or
1: something. Well,
2: it's probably a Southern Tier of... Like, there's probably a location that that term makes yeah. sense mm. in New York. And when you're being a regional thing, sure. Then you grow and you go, hmm, well, this is our name now. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we'll, we'll start with Southern Tier. Uh, they started in 2002 in Lakewood, New York. I mean, 2002, that's not that, that ancient in story. It's like, it's
1: 18 years ago. Oh God.
2: Hello darkness. My old friend. All right. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, It has grown into an industry leader as one of the top craft beer producers in the U S their beer is now available in more than 30 States and beyond. Uh, in April 2003, Southern Tier held its grand opening with the original lineup IPA, Pilsner, Mild, and Porter and began to distribute small batches of ale locally. They launched the Blackwater series Imperial Style Line 2004 with bold, decadent flavors. Uh, sounds like they were going with a naming scheme uh, that uh, some people I know would have preferred.
1: <laughs> so, Some people being uh, mm. an absent host. Yeah,
2: I don't know what you're talking about. Let's not cast aspersions on who whoever I may or may not be talking about,
1: <laughs> and who, despite their qualms, is having to name their beers.
2: <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. What sells? That, was, gotta not know set- what that was not a sentence. What they're ordering. It was not a sentence. There's a lot of grammar errors there. But let's talk about the growth of Southern Tier. In 2009, they added a 20,000 square foot building. Uh, to the property to keep up with a rapidly growing uh, demand nationally and internationally. Uh, New building including 800 barrels of fermenting vessels and new 20-barrel and 50-barrel systems and uh, 7,500-square-foot conditioning room and bottle line production of 100,000 bottles per hour at full speed.
1: 10,000. Yeah,
2: 10,000 <laughs> bottles per hour at full speed, which is still
1: a lot to be fair. <laughs> I would say 100,000 that's like New Belgium level, so
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, until you said something, I didn't realize I'd said the wrong word. <laughs> uh, yeah, back in those heady days of 2009 when you <laughs> could afford to leverage this kind of money to do such a thing, and it doesn't seem like a crazy idea.
1: R- could well, wait, weren't we? No, that was just after the last recession.
2: Hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, no, that was during the last recession.
2: Yeah, but it was, but during during a recession like that, they were going to cut the uh, cut the interest, uh, cut the interest. So it's it you can you can lend for that, and it's going to be affordable. Uh, Anyway,
1: Good uh, good point.
2: It's one of the only things from economics I can still remember off. You know, like that. After a year in the cellar, exp- uh, the cellar expansion 2011 began. Uh, it began an installation of a 110 barrel Steinecker brew house built in. It just doesn't seem like it was the right way to say that uh, Steinecker brew house built in Germany. Southern Tier actually assembled the building room around the new brew house. Overlooking the new brew house is the brew house tasting room, which is also the ending point of Saturday afternoon tours. And, you know, that's always the best place to end your tours, mm-hmm. where uh, they can then buy your product.
1: That or uh, I, I do appreciate what uh, Sierra Nevada did, whereas, no, they don't end in a tasting room. It, I mean, it ends. Ends in a tasting. Well, yes. Well, that is that is one of the last things you do. But when they're like, all right, the tour's over, get the hell out or whatever, it just, like, dumps you into the, uh, like, right in front of the gift shop. But no, when the for the tasting, when it's like this private, like speakeasy bar nestled in a little like private room above the brewery, so yeah. it, you feel very inclusive up there, and they're so, like, <laughs> and here's all the like barrel aged Bigfoot barley wine and. Carol-aged our wall. we're going to shove it down your throats, and you're going to love it. And I'm like, yeah, give it to me, Daddy.
2: See, all Altex is uh, weird, where they have theirs here in Lexington. You can do theirs, and you start in their... You'll you'll end up in their tasting room about midway through. You'll do some tastings, and then you leave, and then you come back and do a different tasting, and then you get done. Because <laughs> hmm. right. you know, they're checking different facilities, because they're, they're, they're doing the brewing and the distilling ends.
1: Right, right. And then there's always the New Belgium approach to things which is just we're gonna get you drunk down through this whole thing every you're gonna turn a corner there's gonna be random bars. It's all the tasting room.
2: <laughs> I, I look I'm surprised that there's not like a beer like stream coming down it's, at the end of that waterfall. slide. Like a waterfall as you come off that slide and they're like just <laughs> open your mouth as you come out the the end just ah <laughs> that's, all this, it's, that's it's 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 less racist more drunk splash mountain in my mind. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Uh. Anyway, in uh, autumn 2013, uh, they saw the construction of a 45,000 square foot warehouse and distribution center, as well as a waste uh, wastewater treatment facility and yeast wing.
1: <laughs> it's it's the show you've been waiting for. Oh my
2: god! Can we do <laughs> walk <yeast> and talk? <laughs> Can we do walk and talks in the yeast wing?
1: That's the best. <laughs> you have to tell casey that's what he has to rename that hallway leading down to the cooler
2: uh yeah but i'll have to tell him when i'm down there and we have to walk down the cooler like, casey look i <laughs> think like i have to make like a, write out a very dramatic long speech that i have to say at a rapid fire pace
1: that <laughs> you're saying while well, stepping over things and then ends with like the door to the cooler flying open and <laughs> And I've got to have
2: Never. like drama- I have like dramatic music playing from my phone because it's the only sound <laughs> I'd be able to bring back there but I have like this sweeping orchestral thing as I make my point at the end. like, and that is why we should call this the yeast wing. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, anyway, the yeast parlor includes an automated yeast propagation storage. Yeast is harvested uh, three to four days old and extracted and drawn approximately. Uh, 24 barrels per three tanks. Uh, uh, five barrels to 100 barrels of fermenting beer. So, yeah, that's, that's a fair amount of yeast. Yeast harvest, it's uh, its simple work, but it's honest.
1: A lot of bread involved. More bread than you would imagine.
2: <laughs> yeast is held in suspended animation, uh, or frozen in carbonite, as I like to think. <laughs>
1: Are are all the individual yeast cells doing the Han Solo pose? Yeah, just
2: holding up their hands. (laughs) Uh, The wart stream from the brew house goes through the yeast parlor, then
1: to FV. Man, my wart stream in the mornings can be pretty rough. (laughs) Also,
0: Yeast Parlor was another great name for some room. <laughs> the Yeast
1: Parlor.
2: So you go from the Yeast Room to the Yeast Parlor, and then like you like the Yeast Wing, and in that you will find the Yeast Parlor. Like that's yeah. where it probably like lets you end up, and you just sit there in like a smoking jacket and just like hmm, yes.
1: Is that well, the end of like uh, beer nerddom? Like you you go you're beyond beer, and you're you're just, just
2: drinking straight pure, yeast. You're pure yeast. <laughs>
1: You're you're just like chewing and sipping the yeast and imagining the beers it could make. Mm. I
2: mean, I mean that, that that seems similar to what I was thinking about when we were going to White Labs.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. We're doing a tasting at White Labs. Like, what are we gonna taste?
2: Chicken. Turns Pizza. Out,
1: turns out a lot of fermented food.
2: A lot mm. of delicious fermented food.
1: That whole that board. Oh my god. <sighs> It's just that, a board of fermented foods. That, that they, chicken like,
2: wakes me up at night, by the way. Kimchi?
1: Uh, I don't think they had kimchi. That'd be great. Man. But uh, no, that chicken. Yeah. That the, uh, Nashville hot chicken that they uh, had. Oh.
2: Again, I wake up at night sometimes calling out to it. I've, I've never loved so, so earnestly and purely as I have that chicken. I'm sorry to anyone in the past.
1: It, you just go to the white labs, uh, in Asheville, go to the, like, look it up on Google Maps. There's people, like, there's just pictures and pictures of that chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. It, oh.
2: Anyway, Southern Tier opened a distillery uh, and launched a packaging refresh installed installed a canning line and announced a partnership with Victory Brewing in 2016. It was a busy year.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Uh,
2: the busy year finished by improving the quality assurance with a new automatic fill level check from FiddleTech Tech, and implementing new programs in safety. Because up until then, they have been running around with, like, (laughs) flaming swords, juggling them with with another guy nearby, going like, hey, I mean, what are we (laughs) going to do this? As long as we don't drop it, we'll be
1: fine. Someone should probably shut off the helium tanks.
2: (laughs) Nah, helium's a noble gas. It won't catch fire. But that hydrogen tank over there, that's real dangerous.
1: (laughs) So, um, best dad joke I've seen in a while. I think it was on Reddit, on, like, our dad jokes. And I had I'm required by law to <laughs> to follow that subreddit. But it was, uh, oh, something like, hi, I'm helium. I'm a noble gas. And I had a Frenchman standing there. And then suddenly a guillotine appears, and he's dropping the guillotine. <laughs> on and then There's a nuclear explosion. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, nope, uh, I approve. <laughs> uh,
2: I do, too. But that's mostly because I like a good science joke when I can find it.
1: It's a good history and a good science and a it's good a, dad joke. Like it's just, there's just a lot packed into. It's very a good
2: ner- It's a good nerdy dad joke. Yeah. It's gonna hit some Venn diagrams there, <laughs> <laughs> which I will sh- I will tell you my favorite Venn diagram and post show.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, also, have to point out, I do believe uh, you could, if you wanted to rewind the clock, you could go back to the episode where we announced this like when this whole thing that we're talking about now became a thing. Hmm. It, oh, well, we had news tied into this main episode.
2: You mean Southern Tier's first satel- satellite tap room in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 2009 at 2017. Uh, no. Oh, okay. The North shore facility boasts a full kitchen of a uh, hundred or sorry, 10. Uh, yeah, sure. Hectoliter German built brew house, uh, local only beers, uh, uh, STBC favorites and 10,000 square foot beer garden, second satellite, uh, tap room open in Cleveland, Ohio in 2018.
1: Ooh, that's yeah. in Cleveland.
0: I didn't realize that until I was re- putting that in there. I was like, wait a second,
2: <laughs> that's 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 a decent uh day trip, hmm. Hmm.
0: something to keep in mind, especially like that'd be nice to go to in the fall, just because, like, as we're about to talk about the notable beers, like, as those, in the fall, are...
2: when you can get some pumpkin.
1: Brittany some rum king either way (laughs) it's it's just look we still have to get those episodes out to everybody because nobody's heard that yeah because we never put those because
0: I I have a toddler and also keep forgetting things okay anyway in which we discovered
1: rum king is just
0: rum because if you (laughs) put rum in anything no matter what the flavor is guess what it's no, just it's, rum. It's supposed to be
1: <laughs> aged in rum barrels and you take a sip and you're like, "This is just rum. It's just <laughs> pumpkin rum with
0: the idea of pumpkin." It's mm-hmm. not like it's it's just rum.
1: And I'm well, fine with it.
2: Got some notable beers including Pumpkin. We've got the uh 2X IPA, We've which
1: got... is like um what it's one best of show at uh whatever the Alltech Craft Beer Festival. Mm. Like mm. Almost every year. Yeah. I know for like two or three years in a row, it was Best of Show. I don't think it won the
2: most recent one because didn't Braxton win Best in Show? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, there's also Warlock, the another pumpkin beer we got, and the Citra Hop Live Pale Ale. Uh, Choclot. <laughs> I'm going to choose to pronounce that.
1: Yes. Choclot.
2: <laughs> Choclot, get, get you in that sleeper. <laughs>
0: Which is a pastry stout.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tangier, uh, it's a Session India IP, uh, Session Ale, and the 2X Stout, which is the double milk stout, which
0: hmm.
2: I feel for double milk stout right now.
0: Also, the Warlock will get you drunk. It <laughs> will.
1: <laughs> I'm going to put that out there right now. That it's, is uh, it's not some that stuff it's, there. It's not that it's incredibly high ABV. It's that it's a moderately high ABV that's incredibly easy to drink. Yeah. So you're just like pounding it back, and then you're like, holy crap.
0: And it's really perfect for that time of year. I mean, obviously, it's it's in that fall category, but like you you uh, want
2: that alcohol warming. Yeah. Kind of going in where like you feel you're warm, but you're dying of hypothermia.
0: (laughs) Indeed.
1: Well, uh, let's get to the other founding arm of this whole venture that is Victory Brewing, uh, headquartered in Downington.
0: That's how That's I was mean. saying it in my head. <laughs> Downington, I guess.
1: Okay. Uh, Victory Brewing Company is a craft brewery founded by Bill Kovaleski and Ron Barchett. In 1996, Victory opened its doors to serve full-flavored, innovative beers, putting curiosity and inspiration from their travels and the world around them into each delicious, high-quality beer. What was once a Pepperidge Farm factory became home <laughs> to a 144-seat tap room. Victory separate-
2: Brewing remembers.
1: <laughs> Victory Brewing remembers. Uh, they especially remember with their 70-foot-long bar and full-scale brewery. Uh, in its first year, Victory Brewing Company brewed 1,725 barrels of beer. By 2014, Victory outgrew the original Downington Brewery and opened a second brewery in... Parksburg, Pennsylvania. Victory operates three tap rooms uh, the Downington site, Victory at Magnolia in Kennett Square, and Parksburg, featuring great views of large scale production facility and self guided brewery tours.
0: Which is interesting.
1: Like, you don't see self guided very much in. You, uh, you can tour. do
2: some self guided tours, like Sierra Nevada does, does that. You could do it as a self guided tour.
1: Yeah they have um so sierra nevada and uh new belgium they have like a, a hall mm. like both will have like That's the true. self-guided hall because new belgium at the the mothership they just had like a hallway you could go down and it kind of tells the story and it's got some knickknacks and things but some paddy wax <laughs> gives a dog a bone right <laughs> But uh, since then, Victory has increased the size of the restaurant to 300 seats. The brewery has also expanded producing 125,713 barrels of beer in 2014. It's very specific. Yeah. (laughs) As loyal craft beer drinkers continue to show their dedication to flavorful quality beer, Victory plans to continue its growth. Victory uh, products are distributed to nine countries over 30 states across the U.S., plus Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico,
2: Thirty states that's the same amount of states as uh (laughs) southern tier Mm.
1: (laughs) no i do have to say like some of my first craft beers uh were victory beers Hmm. so that's taking it back to we're just grabbing things based off of you know the label like you have no idea like like storm king was one of the first Mm -hmm. ones i ever grabbed it was we're just like this tastes like dirt (laughs) <laughs> like not to say that it tastes bad like it's earthy extremely yeah. earthy and we liked it and kept buying it but uh, okay brewing uh, Victory uses only the finest imported two row malts as they naturally tend to contain less tannins uh, which can impart an unappealing dry and bitter like astringency ast- astringency ast- not a fun word when you've been drinking astringency <laughs> in the brew juicy, piney, citrusy Earthy, herbal, and aromatic are just a few of the terms that can be used to describe the hop deliciousness infused into victory brews.
0: No, nope, much, much of this was from their site.
1: <laughs> this comes from the use of only the finest whole flower hops in uh, their most natural form.
2: Doing that Sierra Nevada style.
1: Yeah, yeah. whole whole cone hop. Mm, getting, you can rub it in there. Yeah, I I mean, I'm doing the the motion with my hands to rub the hops. (laughs) Uh, This comes from the uh, almost all other breweries use processed and pelletized versions. Uh, Bill and Ron insist on using the unprocessed whole flour form because it provides fuller flavor and a better aroma in the final product. Their brewmasters, who have developed strong and trusting relationships with their hop farmers over years of working together, have access to limited and experimental whole flower varieties, such as... Well, okay, this information's got to be old, because Azaka is not exactly...
0: Well, it's saying that it has... the Such as Azaka, but it's saying it has access to them
1: in greater quantities than maybe others. Yeah,
2: so they can go just... Just ham on the Azaka.
1: Like like Founders does by naming yeah. a whole beer. A azaka.
2: Which <laughs> is a great
1: beer. <laughs> uh, each year at the time of the hop harvest, Victory purchases enough whole flower hops for the year ahead and stores them frozen until <laughs> used. The remaining crop is sent for processing and pelletization. Every brew begins with malt preparation. Uh, Victory's imported German malts are... First, brought into the brew house via conveyor system from their silo house, both the Downington and Parksburg, Park, Parksburg Mills employ, employ a technology that softens and removes most, if not all, of the intact barley husk before the kernel inside is ground, limiting the amount of husk in the ground malt produces a sweeter, less tannic wort. They go out of their way. Yeah. To get
2: rid of them tannins.
1: Yeah, like they are head over heels about getting rid of them tannins.
2: I was just also picturing Colonel Sanders being ground up when I heard before <laughs> the Colonel inside is ground, Jeez. just like the Colonel going
1: no. That's my. What, which which Colonel like,
2: <laughs> OG,
1: OG, not any of the newer not not
2: companies. not Daryl Hammond, not Norm <laughs> McDonald, not
1: I love the Norm Rob McDonald. Lowe. Rob Lowe's good, uh, but uh, oh, crap. Who all's done it recently? I'm just like... the
2: McIntyre?
1: <laughs> I didn't like hers as much, but there have been some Didn't
2: ones. Didn't uh, John Goodman do John one? John
1: Goodman did one. It was like, oh. he played it evil. John I mean, Goodman
2: that's... John Goodman is amazing in everything.
1: Yeah, that should have just been a thing to begin with. But. 10 Cloverfield Lane, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Gosh, Holy I, crap. I
2: still haven't yet. I, oh, I, it's so
1: good. John movie Goodman messes you up. Is, it gets It gets jacked up. Uh, per-
2: Brought to you by former podcaster Danny Trachtenberg.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, As a part of its commitment to sustainability, 100% of the spent grain is used to feed cattle and pigs at local farms. The last step in the journey from ingredients to consumer is, of course, the end-user quality assurance. Every new brew at Victory is personally taste-tested by Bill and Ron.
2: (laughs) That Okay, that that sounds like... I know it's like every... Grew every every yeah, every batch. every recipe. That yeah. yeah, but it sounds like every can you've had has had them personally
1: take a sip, hmm. like, take a swig. That their saliva, like some dogfish <laughs> beers, is what <sighs> makes that beverage. Knowing an employee's spit uh, went that beer.
0: Why? Why you gotta go there? Anyway,
1: uh, their speaking most, of their beers, <laughs> their most notable beers are uh Golden Monkey, which is a Belgian triple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dirt Wolf double IPA, Hop Devil IPA, Prima Pills, which is one of the highest rated beers in the world. Or it was when we started the podcast. I'm sure uh, it's still up there. Storm King, uh their fest beer, which we rated as on uh, our blind uh in the mertzen bowl. In the one of the first one, yeah. The first one, yeah. Yeah. Uh their fest beer took because we did two separate categories. We did an American craft and we did like a traditional import. And it won. That won hands down. It won hands down in the American craft.
2: And I think it would have done. I think we also agreed it was better than the import. But that's just because all of our imports had skunked.
1: The green bottles. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also have Summer Love, which is a golden nail. That's out right now, I think. Um, All these are usually out. I'm just going to say I had a a devil of a time finding beers. I
2: was going to say, who knows when Summer Love is out, Brittany? It happened so fast. Oh god,
1: uh, but yeah, I was—I
0: was about to be like, "Oh, the Golden Monkey one—that's the one you see like all the time." But I'm mean, like, you actually see all of these all the time, except for apparently when we go to buy them. Yeah, but, and when uh, I go to generally, the- if you
1: think of Victory Brewing, you think of any of Gold- these beers. I was gonna say,
2: I usually think of like Golden Monkey and maybe Prima Pills, but yeah. So
1: I'm gonna go ahead and put my rant right here. I could not find Prima Pills. I could mm-hmm. like I could from each of the breweries in this group, I could find <laughs> one beer. Uh, six point, may- they had two beers and one was like their summer session fruity thing.
2: That that may have more to do with uh, the, the, the climate of the last few months. than uh, uh, I think
1: it right. does because all the shelves were noticeably thin and they had, like to fill in. They had pulled out some stuff they were hold- clearly holding back like CBS and KBSs and things from, you know, some vintage things and put it all out on the shelf. Mm. Just to fill it yeah,
2: out. Yeah, because in the past, like, there's usually not too much of a problem trying to find some of these. Uh, I usually don't see quite all of them. I, I I think I see Hop Devil a bit too, although I don't know if I've ever actually had it.
0: Uh, yeah, I've never had
1: it, I don't think. Yeah, you have. Have I? Yep. I we remember. tasted it on an episode. So
2: oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, maybe we did a, a, a taste pack thing that I don't recall, but Probably. we
1: did. We've done a victory pack. And well, we Bob
0: it. and I clearly don't remember anything. So <laughs> I, don't
2: I was drunk at the time. On it was moon. on the moon. Uh, <laughs> there.
0: So, uh, next up and and finally, wait, there was just now that they keep adding to the list. We just decided to cover the main three here. Uh, Six Point Brewing. So, Six Point was founded in 2004 by Andrew Bronstein and Shane Welch, who met as classmates at the University of Wisconsin.
2: Wisconsin.
0: <laughs> Bronstein grew up in. Manhattan and provided the cash investment needed to lease facilities and begin brewing Welch, a former home brewer who grew up in Milwaukee created the initial recipes. The microbrewery is located in a 7,000 square foot uh, factory in Red Hook uh, neighborhood in Brooklyn that formerly manufactured filing cabinets. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Six point began business by only distributing kegs to local bars and restaurants instead of bottling its beer. Uh, Filling growlers at bars was the only way for customers to drink the beer at their homes. Six Point now Mm. distributes its beer in regions throughout the country. They began canning their beer in June 2011 and began releasing seasonals the following fall. Six Point currently brews four beers year-round. The Crisp, uh, which is a Pills, Sweet Action, an ale, uh, Bengali, which is an IPA, and Resin, double IPA. During the summer of 2014, beginning with a beer called Rad Six Point began their uh, Sick Liquids, Sick Liquids, yeah, horrible name Uh, series in lieu of a seasonal program.
2: But these these liquids are sick.
0: Sick hurts. Uh, Their unique beer releases were no longer season based, but released as they see fit, as part of the program. Mm -hmm. Six Point released Sensei. Sensei, I don't know. A wet hot beer in September 2014. High res, a triple IPA was released oh. in January th- 2014, and re released under the Cyclic sick sick Liquids. I hate that name. Portfolio in t- January 2015.
2: Just just replace it with Squid Billy every time you see it.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Uh, okay. And the next thing was like I I took this right from their website with it's got this awesome little diagram situation. So, um,
1: Because I did not know about this. I'll I have yeah, no
0: idea. So, their brand. Um, the br- logo for Six Point is this six-pointed star. Uh, it's an amalgamation of the nautical star and the German uh, two symbols deep in the six-point DNA. The nautical star is plastered around Red Hook, Brooklyn, uh, an homage to its hardy roots as a port town. It, it was an old sailor's symbol regarded in a myth for its ability to guide ships home safely. The German stern was an ancient mark of quality for German beers and the official symbol of the Brewer's Guild, one I of the first trade guilds in Europe.
2: I think it's a symbol for something else.
0: So, yeah, we kind of looked this up a little bit beforehand.
2: Um, is this a case of independent, uh, in you know, parallel thought, or is it like the Brewer's Guild just went, man... That looks cool. I'm going I'm to use it too.
0: Well, so I, it's it's really just a talk. To- so basically, if you know, obviously, for those who can't see this right now, uh, the Brewer's Star looks as awful lot like, or is exactly the uh, star of David.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so, just flat out the star of David. Yeah, yeah. but
0: at the same time, like you guys think about when things happen. Like so, um. I had looked there was an article actually from the Smithsonian that had mentioned the Star of David wasn't used universally as a Jewish symbol until um like much later than you think. I don't remember the year now,
1: but mm. uh, are we saying the brewer star predates?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, okay. But not so thin- here, here's the thing it was used, uh, it appeared occasionally in Jewish context. Uh, in a uh, masoric text uh, dating to 1008 A.D.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: So it wasn't like, well,
0: so it existed, but it wasn't really considered like, this is the symbol for the faith basically. Mm -hmm. And, and for those who like, don't really look into this, like symbols, just that's what happens over time. It's like, the perfect example usually is like the swastika. It
2: is it never, is the swastika a perfect example? Okay, sorry.
0: <laughs> well, it's because it wasn't used for that prior to that. It meant very different things. But then the Nazis took it, and, and now it's just you see it, and you're like, that's white supremacist, basically. Yeah. Um. Right. But I mean, it you know symbols change over time, much like language does. So, uh, the point is, it's cool the way they have this laid out. Um, they also have it as the various stages of the sim- the symbol until it gets to the Brewer star are the um, four elements. Well, it's,
2: it's it's earth, water, wind, heart. <laughs> I left out fire, but whatever. <laughs> so
1: it's there's fine. no heart. I guess the heart is the Brewer. Right. Yes.
2: Well, well it's a, oh, initially as yes, it shows here, it <laughs> equals the star of David is great work. And that's also, you know, the brewer star. So the brewer star plus the nautical star is the is six point star.
0: Either way, it's a cool logo and good for them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, getting into six points, most notable beers. And hey, it's got you talking about it. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> uh, resin, which is the Imperial IPA, Bengali, American IPA, the crisp, the Pilsner, some of these we already mentioned, high res, the triple IPA. I haven't heard of this one, Puff, which is the Imperial IPA.
2: I think it's a magic dragon.
0: Right. If they don't have a dragon on that damn can, like They don't have anything on the cans. Yeah, the the design is very boring, honestly. Um Global Warmer, which is the Imperial Red Ale. Which you just don't hear that style much. <laughs> Uh, Jammer, which is their gosa, and then Apollo, which is a crystal bison. Again, you don't hear a lot of places having crystal visons as like a big thing, you know? I'm just
2: wondering if it's like Greek god Apollo or if it's like Rocky Boxer.
0: I mean, I'm going to have to go with way. the god, but it's really hard to say.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying like, if you looked at a bottle of it and it's got like Apollo Creed on there, just like either way I'm,
1: I'm down. Mm hmm.
0: Well, uh, speaking of their and other beers.
2: Drink with me, friend.
0: Yeah, so I am. Let me just, speaking of resin. Yeah, show
1: this on the video here. Because they had two beers available <laughs> from them. Resin and the other one was, uh, I, can't, I can't even remember, some kind of fruity session thing. That was it, like period. Like I was willing to buy a six pack of something if I could get something a little more festive, but no.
0: So, um, and I, I kind of, I really like the font that they use on their like the name of the brewery as well.
1: That no, like that look. No, I don't like the font.
0: <laughs> you just are trying to be contrarian
2: about everything. No, sir,
1: I don't uh, like it. So I, I, I haven't seen it. I'm just.
0: <laughs> this one is the Imperial IPA, and it's a 9.1 percent ABV. Whew. Yeah, um, I can't really feel it, like I, I don't know. It's hard for me with the the ales that there are the IPAs that do that. Like honestly, the biggest thing I'm getting from this is the bitterness.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it does have 103 IBUs, so there's that. Uh, the uh, it's got a, the uh, description is and I think this is oh, I can't remember if I grabbed this from their website or from Untapped. Uh, but it says resin slaps you in the face uh, with serious unfiltered dankness. Sure, it stings, but it feels so good at the time. Uh, it's hoppy candy up front, uh, but drinks super clean for the size of the beer.
2: I was waiting key- for it, but it's all party in the back.
0: <laughs> uh, key ingredients, Chinook and Centennial hops are a little okay. old school with tons of resin and pine notes. Resin uses a ton of different hops for a massively complex hop bouquet. Uh, and it's the rating on untapped, uh, is 3.98 out of five. Um, yeah, it's it's good, uh, but yeah, it just it's got that like
2: does, does it have like that that, that hop resiny kind of flavor to it, or is it, it
0: definitely does like that is okay. on point, so yay for them in their description. But uh, it, yeah, it's just to me that that I, I guess like I'm I'm used to the imperials. Being less, um, I don't know. Usually, ha- being more flavorful, and I feel like all I'm getting from this is that hot bitterness because it's old.
2: Okay. Well, uh, there's probably
1: The candidate was February. Uh, okay. Um, okay. My it. other problem is I could not find anything fresh. Mm, yeah, that's a good point.
2: Though. So, it may not be the best example.
0: Yeah. So we t- we have to try this again um, if we can ever find like a fresher version. But um, yeah. Re- at, so if it sits around for a minute, turns out you mostly just get bitterness.
2: <laughs> well, uh, I am not drinking to style today because I couldn't get out of the house uh, just for fear of spreading whatever I had. Uh, so uh, I broke into uh, what I had left of the smoke collection after it had a uh, recent update. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I've been drinking, uh, orange Chantilly from phase three. It's another milkshake IPA from them. Uh, it's got notes of, uh, as it lists here on the can, lactose, orange, vanilla, and mosaic.
0: Sounds just fine.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a 7.2% ABV. It has a 94 out of a hundred score on uh, beer advocate.
1: Deserved yeah. that beer is delicious. It's it's real good.
2: Uh, I I checked into it on Untapped and described it as a uh, as a hoppy creamsicle.
1: Yeah, no, because it
2: it it's it it smells. I mean, it smells so like ice cream, sweetie, mm. and yeah. then, uh, but then like you actually taste it and there's there's sweetness to balance out some of the, the bitterness but it, it it's very it still has some like hot bite to it hmm. Hmm. so it's it's really great I've enjoyed almost everything I've had uh, I, I, I can't recall any of them I didn't enjoy that I've gotten from from phase three lately so
0: also who else just wants like a dreamsicle right now <laughs> just yeah. to, from that description <laughs> yeah
1: All right, well, uh, I was drinking a Dirt Wolf from Victory Brewing. It's a double IPA coming in at 8.7% ABV. Uh, This strong pack of American hops immersed in an aggressive dry hopping to deliver intense aromas and flavors of citrusy, earthy notes. 85 IBUs Hmm. Uh, has a 3.93 out of 5 on untapped. Yeah, is
2: this that gonna... uh is this that dirt one you were talking about
1: no, no. despite the fact dirt is in its name <laughs> right. uh that's just storm king think. storm king is very earthy mm, okay and it, it needs dirt in its name this is just uh i mean it's a oh i guess to some palates it would be aggressive it is a <laughs> very hoppy uh ipa
2: as someone's palate who is not forged in the crucible of uh, <laughs> beer podcasting,
1: indeed. When you're when you're not uh, throwing back 120 minute mm. <laughs> IPAs, then yeah. When once you've had a couple of those, your your palate's just wrecked.
0: Yeah, I did try a drink of that one, but honestly, like this one, I'd already taken a drink of this one because
1: I'm ridiculous. And the resin, uh, yeah, it's just way too but overpowered. But they're like. both they're both old. Like that's I that's true. Finding something fresh and that's what was killing me is like all i have are ipas that way are there yeah, they're way past their prime
0: mm. yeah
1: but uh victory in general love prima pills we've talked uh years ago we used to talk them up all the time yeah because they like because golden monkey's good like they just they've, they they yeah. do really great stuff
0: i've been impressed ever since the whole the merits bowl situation where we're like wow this turned out to be great what yeah happened best beer. <laughs> best beer yeah
2: and i and i think we just gotten away from talking about them because it's just like We found so many other things. Oh, yeah. It kind
1: of becomes old hat to you. And you're like, oh, well, they were a a thing a while back. And then it's like, no, like they never, they didn't change. You changed. They're still making great beer.
2: Yeah. Many ways, victory (laughs) never left. They're still offering the same, same great beer at the same, same great prices.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Except Southern Tier. Southern Tier changed. Uh, They've been using a lot of uh, chemical flavoring additives. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, uh, I think that about does it for, for today. Well, I think we'll we learned start. a lot along the way.
1: Yeah, we, we did. We'll, we'll stop babbling about nonsense now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All okay. right. Well, don't uh, don't forget, you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com, or you can follow us at uh, Have a Drink Show on social media and at twitch.tv. Uh, you can also tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com, or you can use the feedback page on the website. Uh, it's, you know, all my carrier pigeons uh, have been uh, been shot down, so you may have to send out some some new ones. We we'll have to start training new new birds. But
1: Jeez. look, it's your neighborhood. The cats keep getting them
2: well i was gonna say like i also think it's just like they get over there and they're like no we can't have these these communiques escape and so you know it gets gets over no man's land and they just get shot down
1: look you gotta lay off the band of brothers for a while
2: (laughs) i mean that was world war one jokes but okay
1: (laughs) all joking fun aside i'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly
0: indeed you can check us out in another couple of weeks for the next live episode and remember, for support, if you can go to uh, patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow or haveadrinkstore.com. And uh, once again, I am Brittany Lee Walker.
2: I'm Justin Fraser. And I'm
0: Christopher Walker. We'll see
1: you guys next time. Bye.
0: Oh.
1: Oh.